Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. The hits keep coming. We're coming at you live from the ACC football kickoff event in Charlotte. I've been at this for 30 years now. Our next guy is attending his fourth uh, ACC football kickoff event. I remember him from afar when he was the legendary defensive coordinator at Michigan State. The legendary? I don't know. I don't how know about, if I'd say legendary. How about award-winning? I appreciate it. Award-winning? I'll take you it. You cool with that, Coach? Whatever you got. His, his name is Pat Narduzzi. It is year four with the Pitt Panthers. Reminder, David Cutcliffe of Duke later this hour. Mark Richt of Miami. Justin Fuente of Virginia Tech. Next, next hour, the commissioner stopping by. Larry Fedora is stopping by. But I say hello to Pat Narduzzi on National Hot Dog Day. I promise I'll get to football. But I have to know. In your experience, what condiments would be the perfect complement for the best hot dog experience in your life? Well, I think you got to go with the chili cheese on there. You got to put a little chili, you know, a little mustard, uh, and, and some relish on there. I mean, I think you put it all. I mean, the onions, the whole deal. You got to go the loaded up hot dog. I grew up in the Philly area. I know you're part Northeast, part Midwest between your upbringing and right. your college playing days and your coaching days. Pittsburgh is known for unique food combinations i mean some of those places are legendary do you put fries on sandwiches that you previously didn't put fries on yeah i try not to i mean they put fries on salad i mean you're trying to be healthy and you got <laughs> fries on a salad <laughs> so i try not to i'm trying to i'm pretty basic give me my you know my meats and potatoes and i'm good to go but no some fantastic food in pittsburgh and you know very ethnic uh, foods and uh, the French fries are a little bit different deal, though. You look, you look fit, and mm. you look tan. Are there any international or national travel experiences that you or your family have had lately that you could share with our statewide you audience know, here in North Carolina? David, I wish, I wish it were really, you know, spent vacation with our, you know, my wife and four kids headed up east, you know, to see my mother in New Jersey and see her father up in Rhode Island. So, really, family, you know, going to see family. Ocean Grove, New Jersey, and Avalon, New Jersey were part of my two-week vacation. So nice. Uh, I have a brother who lives in Pittsburgh, my only brother. Uh, bad news, no sons with athletic ability. <laughs> uh, otherwise, I, I would give you a recommendation, but he does love living there. His wife is from there, and he does enjoy following your Pitt Panthers. Uh, you have, among the 14 head coaches here, an unusual situation in that you share a home venue with an NFL team. How, how does that play out in your world, either with your fans, recruits, your relationship with Mike Tomlin, or, or the Steelers organization more generally? Really, David, you mentioned just about everything that there really is recruiting. And, Mike, you know, first of all, you know, that whole organization and the people are the key. Because you could have the Pittsburgh Steelers, you could have the New England Patriots, but if there's not good people over there that, you know, that don't care about you, I mean, you talk about, you know, a family. I mean, Mike Tomlin's a guy that if I had a question, I could walk over there, knock on his door, and he's going to pick up. Uh, same thing with Mr. Rooney. So uh, it's incredible with the people. And obviously, you know, just being able to walk out the door in OTAs in the recruiting you know, process and watch those guys. In December, you're bringing recruits on. They're getting ready to fly out to Denver for a playoff game, and we're watching them on a Thursday workout or Friday workout before they take off. It's incredible um, the relationship we have with the Pittsburgh Steelers. When you and I were young, there was a Saturday Night Live figure called Father Guido Sarducci. Did any of your friends have any fun with Pat Narduzzi and Father Guido Sarducci? You know what? <laughs> I haven't heard that name first, for a long that's time. That's a first for you? It's a fir that's a first for me. But uh, I would have called you Father Guido just to, pr to annoy you if you were childhood <laughs> friends. You were a bully. You were a bully uh, no. growing up. Look at me smiling. You're bigger than I am. I couldn't possibly bully you. And you have a cooler pin than I do, an <laughs> ACC pin, a pit pin. Pat Narduzzi is joining us here on the David Glenn Show. What do you know right now as a, 
head coach, the do's and don'ts of being a head coach that you did not know simply because you were the award-winning legendary defensive coordinator at Michigan State? Like, day one to now, most of us need training wheels. How does that work for you? You know, I can't say there's anything that I, like, didn't know. And it, that sounds arrogant almost, but it's really not. I mean, there's little do different when you watch something be done when you were at Michigan State and, and under Mark D'Antonio, but uh, there's nothing that stands out. I think, you know, the important thing was as a defense coordinator, I'm a leader of 50 young guys, and it's the same thing. It really is, and that transition has not been as, as great as some people might think it is. Um, after you try to lead 50, now you're just going to lead, you know, 100, and that's kind of the way I've looked at it. You know, I think a leader is a leader. It doesn't matter how many you're leading. It's, it's, uh, it's pretty, you know, pretty easy, I guess, if you're a leader. As you are leading grown men on your staff and you're leading 18 to 22-year-olds uh, on your team and you're recruiting 16 and 17-year-olds, have you felt the need to play or understand Fortnite to be able to identify with your guys? You know, no need to. Matter of fact, during a camp, I called it Fort Hill, and the kids laughed at me <laughs> like, Fort Hill or whatever you guys call it. Um, you know, I've never been on that game. My, my kids don't play it. Um, but, you know, it's in our players' lounge. I know we got that thing hooked up just so they – I'd rather them hang in there than go running around Oakland uh, and all the nice establishments there. But, uh, no, I have not uh, got into the Fortnite yet. If you walked past your guys playing Fortnite, would you know that it's Fortnite? Or is it so far off your radar you'd have no idea which if game I that saw, was? If I saw guys running around with guns and shooting stuff, then I would know <laughs> it's that, I guess. And I'm sure there's some other stuff that's out there. Uh, that's similar, but uh, I probably wouldn't recognize it if they're playing a multiple one of violent your, games. One of your colleagues, Larry Fedora, earlier today said, our game of football is under attack. I fear that the game will be pushed so far from what we know that we won't recognize it 10 years from now, and if it does, our country will go down too. What do you think of that? Sounds like a Trump statement right there. I don't know. <laughs> but... Uh, you know, I, I, it, you know, our game is under attack, as we've known. It's been for several years. Um, and, you know, as coaches, we have to make it a safer game because uh, it is the greatest game in the world, and I don't think it's going anywhere in 10 years. I just think as coaches that we need to continue to educate our players, educate our coaches, and, and do the little things right and, and protect our game. You mentioned a word there, the last name of our current president, that is a little bit polarizing. Could you, like, lose or get a recruit? by sharing, you know, you know the old saying about don't bring up religion or politics at the family meal? Yeah. Like, do you have to do that in living rooms as well as a recruiter? Try not to. I'd leave, leave that out. Right? I think you can lose them real quick. <laughs> I would think so, right? No doubt. There's probably a 40% chance if you said the wrong thing, your next star running back or quarterback just is going somewhere else. That's right. Hey, as we let you go to the uh, next stop in the assembly line, one of the more impressive guys or stories that I've experienced in 30 years covering this league was your guy, James Conner. And I know whenever there's any turn in his life after his successful battle against cancer, you're tweeting about it, talking about it. What can you share with our statewide audience who, you know, most of us care more about life than we care about football, as much as we care about football. What can you share about his story and where he is now compared to just, right. you know, fighting through tears sharing his story years ago? Yeah, I mean, we all know what he went through with, with the Hodgkin's lymphoma and, and uh, to see where he is now, Dave. I was out there for OTAs talking about the Steelers. I mean, the beautiful thing is, you know, as I coached him in college, now I get to watch him every day. And, matter of fact, uh, this morning I think I woke up and retweeted a, a tweet that he had. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Where he's all jacked up. And I, I've never seen him look so good. I mean, you talk about 
you know, sometimes it takes a couple of years to get all that chemo out of your body, the poison. Um, and right now, I've never seen him look so good. He is on a mission. And uh, I think that guy's, I, I, you know, I love that kid to death. And uh, I'm so happy that he's where he is and, and he's having fun. So, EJ, do I get one more or no? One more? All right. I, I grew up in Pennsylvania. Some people roll their eyes at the word culture, okay? You are in the middle of one of the most famous football cultures, like in the history of the world. Western Pennsylvania, PA as a whole, I know loves its football because I grew up with it. Western Pennsylvania's like got this glow about it. What would you say to the person who rolls their eyes at the concept that there can be this special culture of football in your part of PA? Because I've lived it and breathed it, and you, you're you're in those trenches every day. Yeah, it's, it starts with you know. Uh, the people there in, in Western Pennsylvania and the coaches that are coaching uh, these young men. Um, but, you know, people love football in Western Pennsylvania. It's a, it's a love. It's not a like. It's a love. And uh, people are passionate about it from, you know, the, the teachers to the coaches to the players. And, and it's a special, special place to live and, and, and grow up. And um, we'll just continue to try to pull the best players out of that, that uh, Western Pennsylvania area. It's not crazy to say that it's an advantage, right? Like, just like I've always described South Florida as like if you owned an oil company and happened to be located in the Mid Middle East, you know, there's an advantage there. Uh, it's not maybe the same in numbers compared to South Florida right. or Texas or California, but. I'll give you an analogy, David. Yeah. It, it is an advantage being in Western Pennsylvania because I've been on either end of the spectrum. So I've been in the great state of Pennsylvania here now for three years. Right. And I also for seven years was in the state of Rhode Island. And when you talk about having a uh, just a, you know, just a, Would there you know, be like five D1 prospects five, in Rhode Island? Two? Maybe and one. It, maybe one. One a year? One a, I and mean, PA so when you talk might, about being in the... You know, PA might be 75 or 80 yeah. or... Okay. So when you talk about being maybe in the best and the worst, you know, I've, been, <laughs> I've been there. So I can tell you it is a major advantage to be in Western Pennsylvania. His name is Pat Narduzzi. We always appreciate his time and his staff for being so cooperative. Good luck this year, Coach. Thanks, Dave. Appreciate it. We, love, it. we love talking life and football. We've got like a month to ask him questions about his quarterbacks and his running backs. I like picking his brain about life more than football. He's an interesting, diverse guy. I can't let that go to waste. Always good to see you guys. The Pitt Panthers, one of our more recent additions to the Atlantic Coast Conference. You can follow Coach on Twitter, at Coach Dews, Pitt FB.